All right, before I get to my next guest, Jack Deal, I want to give a shout out to some of our new friends, and that's over at Positive Vibes Golf. Go check them out online at PositiveVibesGolf.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at PVibesGolf. And their head covers and putter covers are a unique way to keep your mind focused on positive thoughts and a great on-the-course training aid because you stay positive. You put that positive and those happy images in your mind. You'll see what I'm talking about when you go over to their website, PositiveVibesGolf.com. And again, on Twitter, at P Vibes Golf. They're great. They've got great stuff, folks. And uh, I'm sitting here looking at one of the head covers right now. And uh, I tell you what, every time you look at it and go back to your bag and put your club in, and you take a look at the head cover or the putter cover, it's going to get your mind back to where it needs to be and having a good time. A great, uh, great new company, PositiveVibesGolf.com. I also want to welcome Golf Pride to the next on the T family. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret the pros know. A larger lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus 4 technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play Plus 4 and experience the secret pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet, the winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence, grip Golf Pride. And this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at Two Under. I want to remind you about our friends over at Two Under, Men's Performance Briefs, the unofficial underwear of the PGA Tour. Worn by PGA Tour players like Ricky Fowler, David Toms, Jerry Kelly, William McGirt, Jason Kokrak, and Matt Everett, to name just a few. Your buddies are going to think you're a stud if they're even seeing you in your underwear, which is another story. And your girlfriend and her wife is going to love the side effects, a visibly enhanced profile. The Joey Pouch technology provides the ultimate male asset management. It separates a man's most valuable assets from bodily contact to reduce unwanted skin-on-skin contact, providing less chafing, more control, and an altogether more luxurious feel. Start every round two under by wearing the coolest performance briefs on the market. Use code ONTHET20 to save 20% off your order at twounder.com. And that's the number two, UNDR.com. All right, now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is Jack Deal. Let me remind you about Jack's background. He is from King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, started caddying at age 11, earned his Bachelor of Arts degree at the University of Scranton, where he was a member of their golf team and the founder of their ski club. After college, Jack moved out to Chicago, where he started playing in amateur tournaments. He's also played on the Space Coast Tour, the Tommy Armour Tour, and the PGA Tour. After turning 50, he started playing on the Moonlight Tour, he has been a Class A professional, PGA professional, courses like Myrtle Beach National, the Landfall uh, Club out in Wilmington, North Carolina, Rhodes Ranch Country Club in Las Vegas, Legend Trail Golf Club in Scottsdale, Arizona, Rio Grande Club and Resort out in South Fork, Colorado, and he's now the head golf professional at Magnolia Creek Golf Club in League City, Texas, and I'm very glad he is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Jack, thanks for coming back on the show. Chris, thank you so much for that great intro. Uh, I certainly appreciate it, and it's always great to be back on the show with you. I appreciate you, Jack. So, uh, Jack, remind our listeners about your new home course, Magnolia Creek. Looks fantastic online, a nice link-style course, like something we'd see maybe over in Scotland or in Ireland. Got nice undulations, it appears, on the fairways and the nice high-lip bunkers. Talk about the courses you have there. It, you, you you hit the nail right on the head. We have 27 holes of link-style golf course. Uh, we have one that's called Scotland, one that's called England, and one that's called Ireland. 
and it's just beautiful, great golf with incredible, incredible conditions. And uh, we've got undoubtedly the best greens on the south side of Houston. There's no doubt. Uh, we can get them up to rolling to 12, 13. Right now they're at about 11 because we don't lose anything in the summertime. And we just came out of, uh, I, I guess we aerated in, in May and it came out absolutely incredible. It's just a lot of fun to play a lot of golf there. And, it, and we have people walking, we have people riding, we have just so much fun. And interestingly enough, we have one pine tree on the golf course. And that's why the wow. grill is called the Lone Pine Grill. <laughs> that's awesome. Jack, <laughs> I tell you what, you know, you, you talk about conditions. You've got Trinity Bay and Galveston Bay right there. So you've got, you know, water on the course. You've got water nearby. You've got wind, humidity. I'm sure you get the summer thunderstorms rolling through. So to me, it seems like it would be a warmer version of going to play an open style course you know, obviously in commiserate with the names of the golf courses. So I'm guessing because of all of those different conditions that from day to day, the courses can play completely differently. Am I right about that? You are absolutely right on the head. That is absolutely right. But you know, we're, we're blessed with a great superintendent, Chris Lepore, who's kept the golf course in such great condition. Uh, in the last month, we've had two stretches where we had eight inches and six inches of rain one week, then the next wow. week. And they're out there pumping it all night long to get us ready to play golf the next day. Uh, just hats off to those guys. But, you know, what you're referring to is a little bit like I like to talk about Kiowa Island and the ocean course, that you can go out there and play the ocean course, and on Monday, nine easy holes, nine tough holes. And then you go out on Tuesday, and it's nine easy holes, nine tough holes, but the wind is going a different direction, and the, the ones that were easy yesterday are biting at you today and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> the no same doubt. thing happens here. The same thing happens here at Magnolia Creek. You can go out there in the morning, and it could be a little still, and by 9, 30, 10 o'clock, you're whooping at 30 miles an hour. Wow. And, Jack, you've been an instructor, like I mentioned in your intro, at different courses all over the country. How is now in 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 in, uh, in South Texas? How is playing there different than when you were, you know, playing in the desert out in Arizona, the mountains in Colorado, and the East Course of North Carolina? How is South Texas golf different? I've had to make my greatest transition, going from Colorado to Texas. From in Colorado, I could slash at the ball with a cupped wrist, get it up in the air, and it'll go two ninety, three hundred yards. I do that here and it goes 220 yards. That's no good. <laughs> so we've had to go back to playing golf again. So what I've been working on since I've gotten here is improving my supination so that I'm not fully released by the time I get to the golf ball and I have no cupping and now I'm starting to get my, my distance back. Then you have the challenge of being, I don't know if you're at sea level or under sea level, but it's it's down there than less than 100, 100 feet. So now the ball's not going anywhere because we're not at 8,000 feet anymore. So it's been a tremendous challenge. And, you know, the most important thing you've got to do is you've got to realize that or you have to take a little bit of a, uh, a look at your golf game and say, well, where am I? How far is this club going? How far is that club going? Is it because of the conditions? Because it might take 10 days before you get an opportunity to hit a ball at the range where there's not 20 miles an hour one way or another at you. And then you've got to find out whether it's your problem 
or if it's just the conditions of the golf course. The thing that you must make sure that you do do is take all the confidence you have in your game and your abilities and just wait it out and keep working at it. And, and Jack, you know, and I want to switch gears a little bit, but staying sort of on the same topic, because I want to get some playing lessons from you for when we're out there playing in those sort of tricky wind conditions, right? How do you adjust when you're, when you're looking at, you know, I've got, I'm a hundred yards in maybe, maybe a little less than a hundred yards, but I've got either a really big headwind or a really big tailwind. How are you adjusting your swing, their setup or ball position, whatever it is? to make sure you're either not coming up way short in that headwind or you're not flying the green when you got the tailwind? Excellent question, Chris. What I've done with my game and with my students' game is we've tried to find a golf swing that works in both conditions. If you're hitting that Jack Nicklaus super high shot that you've been working on and haven't quite gotten to his level of, of how he hit those shots when, back when he was winning, and you're just hitting something that's leaving yourself up in the air and, and whatever the wind wants to do to it, it does to it. I don't like that shot. I'm more towards maybe putting it back a little inch in your stand, make sure your, your hands stay forward and, and, and knock it down a little bit because, you know, a knockdown shot downwind could still check. It doesn't have to be that let the wind take it another 30 yards. It'll probably still take it 10 yards more. So you hit your 90-yard shot land on the front of the green and let it bounce up to the hundred yards of where the flag is. Uh, you've got to just learn that. And you do that on the range before you go out, you get yourself ready to know what you're going to know in order to be able to perform on the golf course. So Jack, to that end, that knockdown shot, how do we hit it? I mean, I, obviously you're going to have to practice that and it's a little different than what we're probably used to doing, but talk about the setup and the swing of that knockdown shot. So maybe we can start practicing it this weekend. Okay, sure. Um, first of all, the number one thing I'm going to say that during the swing you need is to be quiet. Keep your body still. Don't go moving all over the place. Set up your posture, grip, stance as normal, and then put the ball back in your stance a little bit. If you set up normal and then move forward two inches laterally towards the golf course, and now your left hand, is, if you're right-handed, is going, your lead hand is going to be ahead of the ball leave it there and don't go trying to swing the shot and move back to your right side to get to where your normal impact is. Stay right up front and hit that shot low and keep it low. And, and you got to work on it. it. It's probably not going to be a hundred percent full swing. It might be just a nine o'clock to three o'clock swing, which is your left arm going to nine o'clock and your right arm going to three o'clock when you get to the other side, when if, if you're follow through. So I think that controlled swing, is, which, which, is what is, which is going to control your trajectory and control your distance, is the one you need to work on. And Jack, you alluded to this a, a minute ago, but I want to get the, sort of the mental game, the mental approach from you. Because if we show up to the golf course today, and yesterday it was nice and calm conditions, and now we're coming back the next day, and boy, the winds are howling, you know, 30, 40 miles an hour. How do you get your mind right so you don't get a defeatist attitude and think, you know, well, geez, I don't have a chance today or I got to deal with this wind. And, and all of a sudden you get all those negative thoughts creeping into your mind that take you off your game. How do you handle that mental approach and stay positive? Well, the first thing is, is that when it's windy, <laughs> that's a plus for me. 
I'm excited. Everybody else is just like like the, the, the your your Kepkas and all are talking about the U.S. Open. There's only so many people that can win because everybody else is afraid about of of winning the U.S. Open. They don't think they can do it. Well, in the win, it's the same thing. I'm excited because. First of all, I'm short, you know, stature wise. So I don't have to worry about that. So keeping it low, I can do that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then the other thing I'm also going to do and get excited about is I know that every putt is a straight putt that I hit. Now it may break three inches right to left, but I'm hitting a straight putt to three inches right of the hole. Well, the same thing happens when you hit a golf ball in and around the wind. If that wind's going to take it five yards right to left, well, then you play for it and you hit your straight shot that you always do and let the wind get it and just smile when it happens. And when it fools you and it lets it go and it stays right in that bunker, you say, okay, you got me this time, but watch me get out of the bunker. And you go get out of the bunker, you get up and down and go to the next hole. That's awesome. I love that. Jack, sticking sort of with the mental side of the game for a minute. Talk about pre-shot routine and what you're thinking about when you are getting, whether it's on the tee or you're, or you're going out and, you know, from the fairway, what are you thinking about when you're, you know, looking out at the, uh, what, what shot you have? And then what are you thinking about as you stand over the ball? Chris, I don't know how you do it. Every time I talk to you, you know exactly how to cue me in to what I want to say and you tee me up just absolutely perfect. I have a note right here that says I want to talk about my 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 partner that played with me in a little 18 and dying fun tournament. I think we put five dollars in and we divided it up, and I think I got four dollars back at the end of the day. But my partner has been working on her game so hard; she's doing so well at doing that. And I watched her for 18 holes, and every time she went through the same routine, she stood alongside of the ball. She Worked on her takeaway, she got it up to the top, and she worked on her follow-through. She stepped up and she hit the shot. And I never said a word to her because I really had never played with her before. And we got to the last hole, and she's in position to hit a wedge to make birdie. She said, two good shots, she's in position to hit a wedge. And I said, excuse me, but I'd like to give you a little bit of a tip that I think it'll be advantageous for you. She says, oh, my gosh, please, please tell me. I said, all day you've stood alongside of the ball in your pre-shot routine. Please go behind the ball five to seven to ten yards. Now you can see everything that's on the left and everything that's on the right. You can see your lie. Imagine you're making that shot. And do me a favor and just move your shoulders just to brush the club along the top of the grass because – that pitching wedge is shorter than the three wood you just hit. So now get your eye-hand coordination of that. Now rest that club in either your left or right hand and imagine yourself hitting that shot, going exactly the way you want, exactly as high as you want, and coming down right by the flag. Well, the golf gods were on my side, Chris. She stood behind <laughs> it. She brushed the grass. She stood alongside of it. She made it happen, and she hit a shot that went right up in the air, landed by the flag, and went about 10, 12 feet by. And unfortunately, we, we didn't make that putt coming back. But the thing was, she says, oh, my gosh, I forgot I was supposed to do that, Jack. Thank you so much. And I think that's one of the things that I do want to tell you. I might have talked about it the last time we spoke, is to play golf. Playing golf is so much more important than working at it. And to that Work end, on your game. Is that Work on your game at the range. When you go to play, 
stick with the prom date. The guy or the gal that got you there. That swing is good enough. Go have fun. Stand behind it. Say, I'm going to hit a fade. Go up there and hit your fade. And if it hooks, say, ha, ha, double cross. Have fun. (laughs) Everybody I know on tour that wins and makes money is having fun. It's the guys that aren't making cuts that aren't having making fun. So go out and have fun. Maybe it'll help your game. There you go. Jack, you're absolutely outstanding. I love your energy and your enthusiasm every single time you come on and be a part of the show. Let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you, follow you, and uh, and maybe catch a little bit of that enthusiasm into uh, a part of their game. Chris, I work for the leader in private clubs, Club Corp. Club Corp has golf courses all over Houston. I am at Magnolia Creek Golf Club. You can give us a call there at 281-557-0555, and we'll introduce you to someone that can help you with membership, that can help you with lessons, that can help you with meeting the people in the member of our club. And that's what it's all about. It's all about, you know, creating opportunities for you to to, to make friends. And, and, you know, Chris, I love golf. I've been around with the private clubs. I really enjoy them because – if you're driving home and you want to go play four or five holes and you're going to the Muni, you're not going to go. But if you're at a private club, you're going to say, hey, I could just go over to the club, play a couple of holes, and who knows, maybe I'll meet a couple of guys, we'll play nine. And that, that's the thing that makes me love private clubs. It's the camaraderie, it's the members, it's the members getting to know other members, and the synergy that's all included in all of that. But I can be, we can be reached at clubcorp.com and then do a search for Magnolia Creek, We're in South Houston, halfway from Houston to Galveston. Jack, it's like I say, it's always a privilege having you as part of the show. You always leave me smiling and wanting for more, and I can't thank you enough for your time tonight, and I hope you'll come back and do it again soon, my friend. Tris, it's my honor to be a part of your show. Thank you so much for including me. You have a great night. Jack, you too. All the best to you and your family, my friend. We'll catch up soon. Bye now. That is Jack Deal, D-I-E-H-L, Jack Deal, and uh, check him out. You can find him on Facebook. That's that's probably the easiest way to follow Jack. And then, uh, boy, I tell you what, he always makes the segment so much fun when he comes in his part of the show. I can't thank him enough for his time and uh, always look forward to having him back, and i got to get him back again real soon.